thank you everybody for waiting. I just got uh, I just got confused with the timings here, you know. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you all. Uh, greetings from Kali. Yes. You see, we, there's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful ashram here. And uh, they have a teacher training here now with uh, one of the most prominent yoga teachers in South America, Andre Ram. He's very, very nice. And uh, also, Sundar Gopal, Simon Haas is here. And Kastuba is here too. So we really have a group for everyone. So thank you all. Okay. Um, I, I got mixed up the time and only Chumpak then told me that the class was there. So my God, I'm so late, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'll be right there. <clears throat> okay, reading from the Antilila of Chaitanya Bhagavat, uh, text three seventy four. Anjulila 3. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda. One second, I have to get comfortable here. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda. Sabha Kali Yada Satya Hoya Evachana. Tabe Se Amara Sabe Baliya Brahmana. Let us all go. If this information is correct, you should accept me as a Brahmin. Omagana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuran Malatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitamyena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sa Padantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripasindu Bayebhacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adigor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so we can put the we can put the story in we can put the story in context um, 
Lord Chaitanya. I think he's he's either on his way to Mayapur or back, but he's stopping at the house of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya's brother-in-law, Vidya Pachaspati. And it's described that he's self-effulgent. It, it means that um, it's recognized by by everyone. When the sun is up, there's no debate about it. So when it's described that there's a self-effulgent acharya, there's no debate about it. It just becomes so obvious. So Lord Chaitanya's spiritual shakti was so obvious that he, that he was at the house of Vidyavachaspati, then everyone came. And uh, they were chanting and he became quite enlivened. But at the same time, um, there's something about a Vaishnava that resists being in the center. Um, because what the material world means is false ego. Actually, in one purport, Prabhupada described the Mahatattva as the collective false ego. And the false ego is the identity of superiority or the desire for superiority. Um, so when one becomes, and, and that's one's faith. Faith, Prabhupada says, unflinching trust in something sublime. So your faith is where you trust your happiness will be. Um, so the faith of per a person who isn't a spiritualist, his goal is to accrue power, which will give him the ability to move the world around oneself for one's enjoyment, both sensually, but more important, egotistically. I think these are the two enjoyments of the material world, sensually and egotistically, that sense of superiority. That's why when people have everything, they want a, a, a big political post. So that's the material consciousness and that's, that's, that's faith. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, we also have some of that faith to one degree or another that we're convinced we'll be happy when we get wealth, we get money, we get the opposite sex, we get power by knowledge or some prestige that allows us to control and enjoy and especially enjoy that sense of superiority. So that's the, the thrust of, of, of material consciousness. And the thrust of spiritual consciousness is, no, my faith will be in service. And the very definition of service is you're putting someone else in the center. <clears throat> so that, that, that's really the faith of a spiritual person. And therefore, he resists position, he resists 
glorification um, and doesn't look at resources for power and control. He looks at resources for service. And therefore he can take position for service. He can take resources for service. So that's the consciousness. And, and therefore it's so antithetical to the material world when he, he's being glorified and put in the center. It's not the place that one wants to be. Okay, you can put on the floor. It's not the place one wants to be. Okay. So Lord Chaitanya, he, he leaves that place. Um, he leaves that place. His purpose was fulfilled. He came there to, to recuperate, rest, and, 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 and go further. So he leaves that place. And he leaves without telling anyone maybe because of the drama involved. Like we, we can see the drama involved when, when Krishna was to leave um, Hastinapur. Was it Hastinapur or Dwarka? And, and, and yeah, Hastinapur after the battlefield of Kurukshetra and, and Yudhisthira comes, Kunti comes. Because that's Prema. Prema is three characteristics of prema. You want to serve your beloved. That's the most important thing. But naturally, you want to, you want to be with your beloved and you want to have a relationship with your beloved. So there's resistance in, in, in that. So perhaps, perhaps Lord Chaitanya, he just leaves without telling. Just like Lord Chaitanya, when he took sannyas, he left without telling. He just, boom, he immediately left in the middle of the night and, and he leaves. And now so many people were there because he was self-effulgent for both spiritual and material reasons. People are attracted to a saintly person if they're religious for two reasons, spiritual reasons, they want some spiritual benediction, but because they believe that person has the power to give blessings. So they're also looking for, for blessings because that believe that person has the ear of God. So there's still, even in their material desires, they have some kind of spiritual religious background. So anyway, Lord Chaitanya leaves and, and the people want to know where he is. And they don't believe Vidya Vichaspati. They feel like, he, you know, he's high. Hiding Lord Chaitanya. He's keeping him for himself. And, and he has double anxiety. One anxiety is in separation from Lord Chaitanya. And the other anxiety is, is there's so much heavy pressure on him? Because people, their desire is so strong. So now he, he, he a Brahmin comes and, and whispers into his ear. He says, Lord Chaitanya is just going across the river to Kulia. So really, you just have to go across the river. And, and, and he's in Kulia, which is across from Nabadwi somehow. And uh, so let us go. 
And if it's correct, you'll accept me as a Brahmin. Because a Brahmin is Shamodamastapo Saucham Shantya Arjavam. Brahmin is honest. Brahmin is honest. So you'll accept me as honest. You'll see that I've actually told the truth. You You were questioning me. But on the other hand, too, it's so sweet because it's all, all Ras. So even though they're accusing him, what is the basis of that accusation? The basis of the accusation is, is that they became attracted to Lord Chaitanya. And it's natural that, that our major attraction is to God. That's the most powerful attraction in the world is to God. Because that's a natural attraction because we have a relationship with God and loving relationships are the most powerful attraction and, 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 and the eternal relationship. There's one verse I, I forget. It's in the second canto, why we should worship God because he's real. It's eternal. Nasate vidyate babo, nababo vidyate sata. That which is temporary is not really real. It's changing. It's not really real. So it's eternal. It's real. It's the real relationship. And, and it's the, 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 the natural attraction is the most powerful. And because it's love, it's, it's, it's the most blissful. So that actually is the most powerful attraction. Jayad Waitemarj once gave me a, a sociological book. It was very short. But it, it was a book about how Christianity spread. Why did it, it, why from a small cult, a small cult, did it, and I, I told this before, one of the most powerful things was the, um, the martyrs, because they were torturing people to give up Christ, but they wouldn't. So th- that attraction is the most powerful that there's greater pain giving it up. There's greater pain than giving that up than giving up your body. Or any, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is the classic example of apratiyata. Bhakti is apratiyata. It's unbroken. Uh, what is that? Savai Pumso, Puro Dharmo, Yato, Bhakti Radoksaji, Ohoitiki Apatiata. The Atma supersede. Bhakti is Ohoitiki. There's no motive. You're not doing it for any reason. There's no motive in it. So no one could, there's no way for someone to get, to, to make you give it up. Because they give up something, you have to find out what's the cause. But there's no cause. There's no motive for it. There's no objective for it. It's just attraction. It's just love. And, and it's so powerful, it can't be broken because there's nothing better than it. So you can't. You can't. And there's nothing more painful than giving it up. So you can't. So Haranyakasi couldn't give, get, get Prahlad to, to give it up. It's the most powerful attraction when it actually manifests. It's the highest pleasure. It's the most natural thing. It, it's eternal. It's real. It's the most powerful attraction. 
So, and it's very, very natural. Once we remove the covering of the false ego, which blocks, I, I, I thought of this, how bhakti works. Bhakti, it's like the sun and an object. You feel heat and light unless you put something that covers you. So we have that, that attraction to God that's the most powerful thing unless we put something that covers us. And what covers us is the false ego, the desire for superiority. <clears throat> so what happens is, is these people that they somehow are innocent or whatever reason, they've experienced that energy from God. And that was the greatest pleasure. So even though they were criticizing Vidya Vachaspati, it was born of some real feeling, some real attraction to him. Real, some real attraction to him. So now they all decide to go because this is where you move. You move where your faith is. You move where you think it will be good. You move where you think will ultimately give you pleasure. Even if you move in sacrifice, it's because you believe what you'll get from it is worth the sacrifice. So everyone moves where they think it will be best for them and ultimately where they'll be happiest. Even someone like, you know, Prahlad Maharaj, where, where he, he underwent such torture by his father. But he, 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 he felt that not giving up bhakti would be a better proposal. So we, we move by faith. So the people, they had this attraction. And, and, and Lord, Lord Chaitanya is across the road. Now they're going to go. They're all going to go see him. Because they have faith that somehow or other, whether they have an intellectual understanding, they have faith, they have an experience. And, and they want to be with him. So that's what's going to be described. In great joy, everyone chanted the names of Hari and immediately departed with the Chaspati. Sarvaloka Haribhali. The Chaspati Sangha. With Pachaspati, Sarvaloka Hariba, they all chanted, Seishane Sabe Chalilena Maharangi. And they departed. Kulia Nagare, Ailena Nyasi Mani, Seikshane Sarvadike Hoyla Mahadwani. Immediately the news spread in all directions. Sarvadike. Dig means direction, all directions. The news spread. Shane, immediately. The crest jewel of sannyasis has gone to Kaliya. Sabha Ganga Madhye Nadia Kuliya Suni Matra Sarva Loke Mahananda Dhyaya. Dhyaya. Only the Ganges lay between Nadia and Kuliya. Hearing the news, everyone rushed towards Kuliya in great ecstasy. I once made a point of 
modern travel that when you travel to a place now, your, your body arrives before the mind. But when it was more natural and people had to walk the places, then your mind arrived before your body. And therefore pilgrimage, going to a temple was part of devotional service. The walking towards the temple, the moving on pilgrimage. And we see that with Akura on his Mano Rita. He, he wanted to see Krishna. He went on the chariot of the mind. So that's what bhakti means. It means to, to, the main principle is to remember Krishna and going to a holy place and walking to a holy place. So now they're, they're in great ecstasy. Because it is, it's devotional service. In the second canto, it mentions what is the use of the walking tendency Unless you go to the temple, it's like the legs on a tree. There's no legs on a tree. A tree doesn't have, can't move. And, and when Krishna goes into Vrindavan and, and the trees of Vrindavan start to greet him and they bow down to them, Krishna blesses the trees because of their attitude. And their attitude is, is humility. We can't follow the Lord. We're so unfortunate. But of course, in that spiritual realm, it's beyond time and space. So somehow, and this is something that's very hard to answer. In fact, you know, I have to come up every week with a new subject for Monday morning greetings. And I, I thought of a, a problem that I'd like to tackle. If God knows everything, do we have free will? Because God knows past, present, and future. So if he knows what we're going to do, isn't it predicted? And if it's predicted, there's no free will. So I want to tackle that, that problem. That problem. But the point is, it's a different realm. We try to we try to we try to analyze the spiritual realm based on our experience here of thinking on the time and space. God is beyond time and space. He's not controlled. He he's served by time and space. So therefore, there may be sequential. There may be sequential activities. But Krishna is not limited to that. And therefore, even a tree, <laughs> it's not like Krishna leaves and then the tree. But no, Krishna is picking every flower in Vrindavan. And somehow that's an eternal reality. It doesn't have the consciousness that, this, that, it, it, that you lose it. Somehow or other activities in the spiritual world, you, you could be there. Because what's happiness ultimately is bhava or consciousness. The activities just serve the consciousness. So there's eternal consciousness with Krishna. It's not, I can't do this, I'm not happy. It's a consciousness. So Krishna, every flower in Vrindavan is offered to Krishna. Every speck of dust 
it, it serves Krishna's feet. So, anyway, the, the consciousness of the, they're in ecstasy now. They're, they're moving towards Krishna. They're moving towards Krishna, to Lord Chaitanya. The Chaspiti, Gramate, Yateke, Lokachila, Tarakoti, Koti, Gune, Sakalabhadal. The number of people coming from Chaspati's village multiplied millions of times by the time they reached Kulia. We discussed this point is that not every verse hermeneutically is understood as literal. Um, although in relationship to the activities of God, it's possible because it's beyond the, the, the limits of this world, but at least we understand the bhav, the meaning, the love. Many, many people are, are, are just coming now. They hear Lord Chaitanya is there. It is not possible for anyone other than the thousand-headed Ananta to describe the huge crowds that were attracted to Kulia. Kulia. Kulia, not Kulia, Kulia. It's just such a, an experience. And, 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 and this is Vindavan Das Thakur, and he's heard about it. He's heard about it from his, his, his aunt was the wife of Srivas Thakur. His mother was his sister-in-law of Shiva's Thakur, Vindavan Das Thakur. So he's hearing this almost like first-hand accounts. And there's a certain, how it's related, that people are telling it, that Chaitanya, he went across the river and then all these people out of love, just seeing him once, you can imagine these things being related to him. And the bob and the feelings, you, you don't understand. You don't understand how attractive that Lord Chaitanya was, which is just the, maybe the generation before him or something. You don't understand how attractive Lord Chaitanya was. He was staying with Vidya Vachaspati and then he, 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 he left. And then when they found out, it was, it was like the whole village was coming. But they're not just, they're just not concentrating on the activity. When these stories are related, they're focused on what's the consciousness of those people. Even in chanting, I once read something that was really interesting. It was in this book called The Nectarian Glories of the Holy Name. It was written by a, a scholar. He may have been contemporary of Prabhupada and Vrindavan, but he was a, a scholar. His name was Mahendranath Guha. And he was really into the holy name as the main process. And even made one statement that had me think that feelings of Krishna are more important than thoughts of Krishna when you're chanting. Of course, they're connected. But the feelings of Krishna, I can imagine 
maybe this is being explained to him and, his, and, and the people who had witnessed or they heard about it. There's an image there of millions of people coming, but what they're thinking is, my God, Lord Chaitanya, how attractive is he is? What are these people feeling in ecstasy? Not just people swimming across the river, they're impelled by love. It's just when I, when I, I first saw Prabhupada, first time I saw Prabhupada, he was coming down a plane in JFK when there was no TSA. And he was coming somehow, the, the people would, they got off at another level and then they would walk down to our level. And then Prabhupada kind of waved his hand. But I didn't just see a hand wave, I saw a consciousness. I felt like his love, I, I felt, because I, I had studied teachings of Lord Chaitanya and in teachings of Lord Chaitanya, it described the qualities of pure devotee. And one of the quotes is without offense, offenseless, offenseless. And I always joke coming from New York, I didn't understand what that meant. But then I saw probably, oh, this is offensive. So you don't just see the activity, you see the consciousness. Just like Lord Nityananda's dancing, it's described as Nityara Madhurya. It's very, very sweet. So I can imagine as these stories are being related by people who understood, they, they, saw, they understood these people were going across the river. They just weren't seeing people swimming. They were more absorbed. Look at their love. It's just like someone doing Arctic. One person can do Arctic with the consciousness, let me finish it. And he's waving around the incense really quickly. And one other person is Radha Krishna Pranamora. You see the consciousness. So Laksha Laksha, that's thousands and thousands. So it was millions and millions. It's thousands and thousands. Loka by Ayla Kotohoite, Najani Katika Parahoya Kata. No one knew where the hundreds of thousands of people come from or how they crossed the river. So this is this is what was being related to him. All of a sudden, where have all these people come from? Thousands of people. And when they're hearing that, they're hearing out of love for Lord Chaitanya. It's so amazing. Now, just imagine him hearing about this. Although many boats sunk in the Ganges, everyone got across, not even a single person drowned. So now they have the sense that it, so many people are coming and it's so dangerous and boats are sinking and people, but no one drowned. What did it mean? This was some divine thing. And we also kind of, we, we experience Krishna's miracles in our lives. And it's amazing that things come together. Krishna's hands there. And everyone's protected or can be protected. Because our concept of Sharanagati is that will protect us, which means God. Conceivable what is best, but we have faith that we're protected, and mostly that our consciousness is protected. And protecting our conscious 
darkness means that sometimes difficult things have to happen to us to protect our consciousness. And when you're a devotee, after a while, you realize that, that Krishna is protecting you even in the most difficult circumstances. Because what he's protecting you is your consciousness. And I real, realized that with myself. How precarious, how precarious the path of the razor's edge of bhakti. I'm kind of a little bit on the other side now. I'm going to be 71. And I feel relieved. But I, I look back at my life. Krishna protected me. And a lot of times he protected me by putting me through the heaviest things because he protected my consciousness. And that's the most important thing. And that's why sometimes that, that thing is, you know, we try to figure out why the bad things have ha happen to good people. But bad things don't happen to good people. But the difficulty that Krishna gives from his perspective, I'm saving this person's consciousness. And when you have a little taste of devotional service, you realize it was worth whatever, it was worth the price of whatever Krishna did to you. Because now we actually have a chance in this life to end this. My God. Madhvacharya said that each person in the material world has shed enough tears in the history of his sojourn to fill an ocean. And now we have a chance. We're kind of at the end. Even if someone is chanting one name, Jiva Gray, it's considered he's at the end. He's performed so many austerities. He's performed. So to not blow it. And Krishna's watching us and watching our ego and watching our control and watching how we, we weave ourselves into so many webs of illusion. And then he makes an explosion and we would go, wow. It's like those old, I think cowboy movies or something where someone's kind of going crazy and his friend slaps him. And then he goes like, he, he holds his jaw and he says, I needed that. So sometimes it, it's like that. Whenever a boat would sink in the Ganges, it would be found that a sandbar was right below it. Such was Lord Chaitanya's merciful will. A person who even once glorifies the names and qualities of the Supreme Lord crosses over the material ocean as if it was the water contained in the hoofprint of a calf. And that's a very famous verse. You know, the, the ocean of material existence comes to the water in the footprint of a calf. Therefore, what is the wonder that persons who are going directly to see the Lord would cross the Ganges? Krishna protects his devotees. We have our dog coming here. 
it's amazing here too. Peacocks and there's now there's this Macau, this incredibly orange bird that's in our ashram these days here. Including, it's really wonderful. Culpavriksha, the horse, and Mohini, the dog, and the other dog's name. And uh, yeah, it, it's just uh, an amazing, amazing place. Uh, it's just, uh, and, and, and last night it was really good. And they were serving a little dinner. And I was sitting there, and this Andre Ram was there, who's a really elevated yoga teacher, like the real thing. He may not be in our line of bhakti, per se, but not against him. He's the real thing, saintly. And he's talking with Kastuba and Simon Haas and, and the, the, I don't know, the tropical, the, the size of the trees and the exotic plants and the atmosphere. You really get an udipan, like a ancient ashram. It was really wisdom of the sages, personalities like meeting. And over lunch, the depth of discussion is, wow. Hundreds of thousands of people joyfully crossed the Ganges by floating in those waters. After easily crossing the Ganges, people embraced one another and chanted the name of Marie. So this, it's such a, this concept of shared bliss being higher than individual bliss. Because when there's community, there's less ego. When there's real community, when you really have a common interest, it allows you to experience bhakti because it's the false ego that's preventing you from feeling that the, the objects of devotion. So when you actually have community and sometimes experiences, God creates experiences, just like that, the Boston Marathon and there was a bomb. And, and I, I used to read the, uh, the newsletter from the Cardinal, see what he was saying. And he explained that. He said that common interest is higher than individual. In, no, he said uh, a common interest that's why community is so important. That's why I love these retreats because we create a common interest because there's so much, the mood of service to the people that come enable them to feel that this, this group interest is going to serve me more than if I, my usual egotistical stay in the center, look for myself. Just how can I serve? So you have this kind of consciousness So it's natural when, when, when people were doing something together, they were unified, we're going to see Lord Chaitanya. And then there was struggle together. And then there was, they, they've come out on the other side together. And naturally, I, I forgot this, Jaiva Dharma explained, you know, bhakti is kind of love when it's reflected to God. And I forgot when it's reflected to others, maybe it's compassion or something. It's kind of the same kind of energy and it's very pure. And then naturally you feel for others who share that experience. So now they're all hugging each other. 
this, and, and, and again, the root of it is what? The basis we're sharing this experience and relationship to God that's so real. The boatman earned abundant wealth and a number of people set up shops. People in the four directions purchased whatever they desired. No one could understand who was ranging all this. So it does, even when you speak sometimes and, and someone who actually, so, someone who actually speaks, they know it comes to a level beyond them. That's why it's so important to offer prayers first to get into that consciousness. And sometimes we experience in devotion that we see Krishna's hand and that's what that that's what bhakti means bhakti means mercy undeserved beyond one's effort and it can happen individually to one it can happen collectively to one that something manifests beyond one's individual effort and then you experience it together and you see how god moved everything And, and, and that's a very beautiful experience of, of bhakti and why the sannyasis in days of yore, the, the sannyasis in days of yore, they used to travel, you know, and wander in the village and depend on God because they would see God's hand. It's, it, God's hand is always there, but sometimes we can't see it because we relate things to our own control and therefore we don't feel that mercy. So when you go beyond your control, which a sannyasi would do by preaching and, and by traveling in the forest, you begin to see how God feeds you, God protects you. And it was a very powerful experience to develop that love for God. So he's saying here also, just how the whole festival came together, how the whole festival came together, they experienced that. They just experienced this was God. And it was such a, a, a nourishing, faith-building experience. Within a short time, the entire village, including the streets and the outskirts, became so filled with people that there was no empty space. Now, this is easy to believe if you, if you understand India and festivals. You know, you go to Kumbh Mela, it's a miracle. It's a festival where 30 million people will come. And they'll all obey at the auspicious time. And somehow or other, it works. Somehow it works. So for God in India, unlimited millions of people chant the name of Hari, yet the crest jewel of sannyasi stayed hidden and did not come out. And while Vachaspati Mahasai arrived there, yet he was unable to find out where the Lord was. Thank you all so much for, for waiting, despite the fact that I, I screwed up and I came late. Um, okay, Jamunajaya, are you still here? You had to go someplace, you can get it rolling. I don't see you today, okay. Anybody like to uh, uh, share a reflection on the class? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. You know, I Hello. always love when you love when you make um, 
words that we use often, so assimilatable. So today, I mean, you know, faith is where you where you believe your happiness lies. You know, you say it often, but you know, it, it's ever fresh. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Um, I also, I also explain. Yeah, good, Gail. Oh, yeah. it was. I was going to just ask you a separate thing. So, what were you going to say? No, no, continue. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that line that we often hear. Um, you know, we've cried, and so many tears it could fill an ocean. Who did you say is said that? Madhvacharya said, I believe it was him, that in our sojourn in the material world, we have shed enough tears to fill an ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, we suffer life after life. Yeah, I've okay. always heard about it. Thank you, Gail. Okay. Go ahead, Gail. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm done. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Anybody else like to share reflection? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Missy. Oh, Missy. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Um, I will second Gail. I, I loved in the beginning of class when you were talking about where you put your faith and a spiritualist will put their faith on God and and the materialists will put their faith where they can accrue power. And then, of course, towards the end, I thought it was so beautiful when you were talking about sometimes difficult circumstances have to happen to protect your consciousness. I just thought it was such a, a great class. And I was trying my best to keep up and take some notes as you were speaking. But it was a, a really beautiful class. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Well, Missy, we will see you soon. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Stoop is also looking forward to seeing you too and Jai Kishori, people that he's known from New York. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Mar Maharaj. This is Chad. Uh, hey. Can you hear ahead. me? Hey. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to comment, you know, just echoing what everyone was saying, um, what everyone was saying. You know, there was an image that kind of came up that I remember, I think it was St. Thomas Aquinas who said, when you turn from the, from the truth, you walk into your own shadow. He has this beautiful image. Uh, when you turn from the light, you kind of walk into your own shadow. Um, and, I, you know, I, nice. I'm actually, yeah, it's kind of nice. And I, I'm kind of wondering, like, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here and I'm thinking about the difference between, like, humility in that when you're in the light and sort of when you're turning from what that looks like in terms of one's mental health around maybe low sense of self-worth. Um, and there's, you know, you brought up this beautiful sort of thought that, you know, you know, Krishna sort of protects your consciousness. And there's a, there's sort of a difference when someone is sort of, you know, just to keep with that analogy um, in the light, it sort of almost looks like humility and when someone's in their shadow, it sort of seems like, you know, like that, that there would be a mental health issue, you know, um, or like, you know, depression or, or you know, the, the term they often use is low sense of self-worth is actually what I just said, you know. Um, but anyway, I'm just sort of kind of thinking all thinking of all this at this moment. Trying nice. to sparse it, but, thanks. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot. That's great. Good. Okay. Anybody else say hello? 
Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Who's that? Hare Krishna. Okay, who is it? Jim. I'm actually tempted to get rid of like this whole thing. I mean, it's just dozens and dozens of light bulbs. Wait, 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 wait. Someone is speaking that we can hear your private conversation. Okay, I think I heard Kalachandri and Sharanjali. Yeah, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Great to see you. Any point, Kalachandri, you want to share? No, but thank okay. you for the class. That was, that was a great class. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Place looks great. Well, you can't imagine how nice it is. <laughs> Let's see, I don't know. I guess people are here now. Okay, good. My quarters are over there. Very nice Good place. Beautiful. See, I got my zero gravity chairs. I didn't even ask you them. They just manifest. Ah. Okay, who else? Hi, Krishna Mars. It's Bhadra Bihari. Thank you very much for the class. Wow. Hey, Bhadra Bihari. Hari Bo. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for coming. Great to see you. Oh, Hare it's Bo. my pleasure. Hi, Krishna. Anything you want to share? No, the point, the two points that I would have shared were the ones that were brought up, how Krishna protects our consciousness and about faith. So. Okay. Thanks so much. Hare Bo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Indira. Thank you so much. Indira. <laughs> you, you must be in separation because you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I know. I am for sure. It's just, it's just so beautiful there. Everybody's going to be able to breathe so clearly. <laughs> it's so uh, sweet. Yeah. 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 And different times of the year, you get different fruits. Now we're getting this support day. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Malati. Hey, well, good to hey, see you. You too. Thank you for class. I'll be emailing you soon to work out a time. Okay, good. Good. Great. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to have to leave now today because uh, i got to give another class, got to do a few things. But thank you all for coming on. Bunch of Thank you, Maharaj, for class. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.